Toss to Godwin. He's got the first down, and this game's over. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady are going to Super Bowl 55. Christian, Super Bowl 55 is set. In two weeks' time, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay will host uh, the reigning champs, Patrick Holmes of the Kansas City Chiefs and Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Bucks in a Super Bowl unlike any we've seen before. Christian is going to break down for us what went wrong with the Packers and the Bills during the divisional round, and we're going to preview this coming Super Bowl and tell us our predictions. You guys are listening to Crunch Time with QTC. So, Christian, we've made it to our penultimate week of the NFL season. One game until we put the 2020 NFL season in the books. We started with four teams, and now we have two. Starting on the NFC, what went wrong with the Packers? And how did Brady's Bucks manage to get the best of Aaron Rodgers in that unstoppable Green Bay team? Well, Jay, a whole lot went wrong. All right. They got off to a slow start. The offensive line could not protect Rodgers one bit. He faced constant pressure all game. He got sacked five times. You know, there was a costly fumble. Drops by receivers. There were several drops by receivers, especially in the end zones, uh, red zone. So there was just a whole lot with wrong. The coach made that idiotic decision at the end of the game. Well defended. Instead of going for it here on fourth and goal. Crosby makes this a five-point game again. They kick the field goal, and now it's Let me just say this. With all that being said, they still had a chance to win. So I'm not going to put a whole lot of it on Rodgers, but the whole team as a whole, they made more mistakes, and that's why the Bucks won the game. Devontae Adams, they couldn't connect in the second quarter on that end zone, had to settle for a field goal. Another wide receiver dropped the ball on the two-point conversion. And then on defense, you know, that halftime touchdown that Brady threw, you can't let somebody get behind you right before halftime. Everybody knows you're trying to protect. So it was a whole lot going on. But I'll just say this. The Bucks made less critical mistakes, which is why they won. Yeah, and that was an interesting game to watch, too, because going into that game, remember, Green Bay paid, played the Buccaneers like a while ago, and the Buccaneers' defense shut out Rodgers. Um, and now, you know, the whole season went by and Rodgers looked unstoppable. I really thought that Green Bay would come out and just light it up and keep lighting it up. But, you know, unfortunately, the offensive line that's been so good for the Packers just didn't, like, the Bucks got rushed on Rodgers. He looked uncomfy. Um, and I also think there was some, I mean, I think everyone's going to talk about that field goal, um, going, like, kicking that field goal instead of going on it for fourth down. What do you think? What did you make of that decision? I thought it was a terrible decision. You have Aaron Rodgers, arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game in regard to capability, what he's capable of doing, and you don't go for it on fourth down. I mean, I know I thought he should have run run on that third down play, but I was just confused. Why kick the field goal? You're giving the ball to Tom Brady, and all he needs is one first down. I just thought it was a terrible play call. I was just dumbfounded, but, you know, that's Matt McClure for you. They're all into these analytics these days, and you see where that led him. I know, and the funny thing too about you mentioned analytics. I, I felt like the analytics actually was in the favor of going for it, right? Because if you're if you if you went for it and you get the touchdown, right, you're down eight, right, and then you go for the two point conversion, and if not, you stop them, and 
you have to get a touchdown either way if you kick the field goal or not. And then if you if you even if you get stopped, they're on the one yard line. You just need to get a three and out. You know, you get the ball right back with great field position and trust your offense. I don't know. To me, it was a weird. It was a really weird call. Um, I don't think it was a game deciding call. And I think Lafour is a really good coach and still keep his job. But it was surprising from an offense and a team that seems so organized. You know, there's never really been drama at Green Bay, or we never really critiqued their coaching decisions. So it was it was odd. Yeah, we'll see what happened, but it was a lot more than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, and all like as many mistakes as they made, they should not have been the game. You just started off the game far too slow. You got costly fumbles, receivers dropping balls. You know, it really should not have been a close game, and they had their chances to win the game. Now, they really should have gone for it, though. I just don't understand why. Like, I just feel like Matt LaFleur, he played not to lose. You got to play to win, Okay. Let like let I think he should have just let his quarterback decide the game, but no, he wanted to leave it up to the suspect defense, and they lost. What do you think about Brady though? Because you know we've been praising Brady, and we should praise Brady because he's the greatest football player of all time. Anyone could fight me on that. He's going to his tenth Super Bowl, which is outstanding. But he threw three picks. You know he looks solid for somewhat. He looks shaky other times. You know what did you make of his performance, and how confident are you in his ability to lead this team? Tom Brady did what he did, okay? First of all, the man is just an excellent game manager. He managed the game, okay? The running game looked solid. There was just a good dual threat there. But in regard to those picks, only one of those picks were really critical to me. The other pick was on the third down to Mike Evans because he knew he was going to get sacked. He just threw it up. That didn't really impact the game much. Well, another pick, it went off, I think, Mike Evans' hand, and it got picked. So I don't really put that on him. But they're, overall, they got four net running. They just got a lot of people doing great things. And secondly, their defense. Like Brady, I think, this is the one thing I got to say about Brady. Brady is taking a lot of credit. But the defense sets him up well a lot of times. Like off that forced fumble, they went got down the field, and yeah, Brady converted, but Brady, like, the defense got him in that field position. So I think Brady knew what he was doing going to Tampa. He could put himself in a good position to win, but I'm not going to give Brady too much praise for it. I'll give I'll give the I'll give the Green Bay defense less praise because that, that second-half touchdown should not have happened. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I was a little annoyed also about that final pass interference call. Um, I mean, I'll say this, though. Yeah. Officiating was very suspect. Brady floats it, pass incomplete, and there are, now a flag comes flying in. I mean, this is the thing. Yeah, I agree with you. This is the thing that I'm all about for officiating. To me, I feel like if you're an official in a sport, or especially in football, every there's a lot of calls like holding that are up to your decision. And to me, I look for in a good officiating is consistency, right? If you're not calling holding in the first half, and you're not calling, and it's the same thing in the second half. That's all I care about, right? If you want to call a chippy game, call a chippy game the whole way through. If you want to call a tight game, call a tight game the whole way through. And the problem with that, you know, that pass interference on Kevin King was that that was by definition in the rule pass interference on that wide receiver. The problem is, is that they weren't, that wasn't pass interference the first three quarters. So that's why I was sort of frustrated a little bit with it, but I don't, I don't want to make one penalty out to be a significant change from a really dominating performance, a dominating performance from that Bucks defense and credit to Todd Bowles, you know, who really had a great game plan to stop Aaron Rodgers. And I'm something, something that's actually really, I was really, really impressed with how well they accomplished that. 
But did they really stop him, though? Like, that's, I guess that's my real question for you. You know, Aaron Rodgers, like the defense, I'll give the defensive line plenty of credit. But did they really stop him? Like, that fumble, Aaron Rodgers has absolutely nothing to do with that. Like, I'll give him credit for the slow start and everything. But did they really stop? Are Rodgers bald yesterday? I mean, if you you have three chances to get in from five yards out with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback and you stop him, to me, that's a big win. And I didn't see defenses have done that all year, you know? I think with, I really think that they got really good pressure on Aaron Rodgers and made that offensive line has been so solid. You know, Aaron Rodgers, the game before this, didn't get sacked one time. His jersey was clean, you know, and they got a lot of good pressure on him. Did, did they really stop him? Like that drop in the end zone, that's not Rodgers' fault. That missed. I know, but I'm saying that they got pressure on him, which is significant. That's significant, dude. What? Drop? That's significant. If somebody drops the ball, I don't. No, 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 no. Getting pressure on Rodgers, like you know, you you that was what you led with, right? You led with your first thing was like you're impressed with the Bucks defense. Yes. No, I will give them credit for putting pressure on Rodgers, but did they stop him? No, sure, they okay. didn't stop Rodgers at all. And even the pick, the pick was a tip. They won the game. They won the game, though. They did win the and game. To me, I that counts for something. But you also have to admit that the Rodgers, the, the the Packers offense we saw last game was not the Packers offense we've seen for the last ten weeks, right? Like it didn't look as confident as you know. You can see them go down the field and just crush it these last couple games. And I think the Bucks. I want to give credit to the Bucks defense because, man, I I was not expecting them to play that well. Pass to Jones coming across the field, and that's a fumble picked up by Devin White. White is inside the 10. For Whitehead, his second forced fumble of the game, but this one's picked up by his teammate. Devin White back in the end zone. Touchdown. Um, moving over to the AFC, the Bills and the Chiefs. Kind of a boring game, to be honest. I was surprised that got the primetime slot over the freaking... I was surprised about that. We didn't even talk about this before. I almost put it in the group chat. I thought that the uh, the other NFC Championship game should have been put first. Yeah, I, I, I understand why. The, I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess. It, I guess it's Mahomes, so like you have to. But still, it was like, I was like, that was weird. But you know, the Bills look good for the first like six minutes, and then they just slowly disappeared into nothingness. I didn't pay too much attention after the Chiefs got going. I just thought it was just too much too soon. Josh Allen, he had a great year and he showed the world that he can play really good football. But in these big pressure moments, you know, he took too many sacks. But not only were they sacks, they were sacks for significant losses. Like 20 yard sacks. That's like a big like boy. After, like, these, after these sacks, like that, that drive was over. Yeah, drive cancelers. So, like, you can't take sacks for that long. You know, he had a bunch of Aaron throws, like the defense. But I'll say this, though, too. In defense of Josh Allen, he he played poorly. But I mean, the the problem that happened throughout the whole year, the Chiefs couldn't be stopped. Like if they if the defense had played better, it would have been a closer game. We wouldn't be talking about Josh Allen as much. There was just inexperience there. He couldn't calm down. And once the Chiefs got going, it was a wrap. We're gonna take a quick break, and then after we're gonna break down our picks for the Super Bowl. You're listening to Crunch Time. We'll be back in a sec. Christian, tell us what we should expect from Super Bowl 55, Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. What are we? What should we expect from Brady and Mahomes? It's going to be a good game. It's the Super Bowl. Like, I don't expect a holy blowout, but I'm going to tell you this right now. 
they're going to be a lot of jitters on both sides and i think it's good it's going to be just back and forth and whatnot but i'm gonna tell you this there are some players to watch for right now antonio brown he's been through it all and i'm telling you right now i would not be surprised if antonio brown balled throughout this whole game when the lights shine the brightest and especially with all he's been through i wouldn't be surprised if he went crazy and went for 100 yards, possibly a touchdown. He's going to play well. Brady's going to play well. It's the Super Bowl and somebody that nobody, I don't think anybody should truly bet against being Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are going to play well too. And I know the Chiefs are the favorite in this game, but I just want everybody to realize something. This is the beauty about football. You don't play a series. So the best team doesn't always necessarily win. Okay. It's about being the best team on that day. So with that being said, who are you going to take? Now, some people might say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're at home. They have a lot riding on them. Some people are going to say the Chiefs are going to be the best team all year. So ultimately, it's up to you. But Jacob, should I just say my pick right now? Let's hear it, Christian. I'm excited. I've been waiting I'm all day for this. Old. I'm going with the underdog. I'm going with the Bucks. Tom Brady, in his first year, he came here with a mission to win the Super Bowl. All right. He, he's just given a big middle finger to Belichick, the person who, with the great system. No, Tom Brady was the system. Thank you very much. And he's also going to show the world that Garoppolo, his backup, he's going to show the world that he's going to do what his backup couldn't do. Jimmy Garoppolo had all that credit. So, and he talked all that shit about Tom Brady. You even heard it in the Niners press conferences. Garoppolo said that he was better than this guy. No, Tom Brady is going to show the world why he's the greatest ever and win the Super Bowl. I, um, that's interesting. I think that's interesting too because to me, I think the Tom Brady storyline is super interesting because oh, it's a great storyline. Because I mean, he was arguably the goat before. And now it's almost, you can't even say anything. He went to, the whole thing about Tom Brady was, oh, he's been to nine Super Bowls and he's won six of them, but he did it with the same team in the same system. And the first year at 43, this man leaves leaves the Patriots and is in the Super Bowl this year. And we just take it for granted. I I, I get, I, I'm amazed by that. And I like watching greatness. You know, I like watching greatness a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a reason that I'm not going to be angry at whoever wins. That being said, I think, I think the Chiefs got this one in the bag. The Chiefs are one of the most dominant teams I've ever seen. And this Agreed. is a team that this team has lost one game last 24 games. And this is a team that is every time I watch it, it feels like the other team is just has to play their best to win the game. Every time. It's like if they're playing the Chiefs, you have to think, oh, this team needs to play their best to have a possibility of winning. And the Chiefs have shown they can make mistakes and still win. And, you know, we talk about experience, right? Like, Mahomes was in the Super Bowl last year. This Chiefs team has Super Bowl experience, right? You know, I think Andy Reid's a solid head coach. I think they have the coaching advantage, too. I love their coaching staff. I think they have a great defense. Um, and uh, I don't know about that defense part, but continue. I think they can hold them, man. I really, I, I think they're better than average. I'm going to say great. I should take that back. I'm better than great, but I think they're better than advertised. And... You know, that's why I'm taking Mahomes and the Chiefs because I really just feel like this team is so dominant. I would be foolish to pick against them. That being said, yeah. though, if the Bucks win, I'll be happy because that's an amazing storyline that something as sports fans, we get to witness and watch in real life. And you want to know, you're talking about this Chiefs team being great, winning 24 out of their 25 last games. You want to know who else, what other team was similar to this? Let's hear it. 
the New England Patriots team that almost had the perfect season and lost the Super Bowl. That's true. That's true. Dallas. So I know it sounds good, but I'm telling you, it just all comes down to one game, which is why I think everybody should be excited for the game. Thank you, Christian. Um, I'm excited. We're both excited. Um, this has been our Super Bowl predictions um, and NFC wrap-up episode of Crunch Time. Christian got endless words for the listeners at home. Not right now. Just everybody stay tuned. I'll be betting. Follow us on Twitter. Follow him at Jacob Sarison, me at Quick Team Chris. And that's all I got to say. It's been real. Crunch it's been time. real. It's been real. UTC signing out. Signing out. Thanks, guys. Crunch.